I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. Now, John Carter's uplifting message, on top when you're down under. Welcome today. I've just returned from the land of my birth, the great land down under. And today I'm going to tell you how you can be on top, even when you're down under, and how things can be great for you when everything seems impossible and when your ancestors were convicts. So the topic is on top when you're down under. I've got a text I'm going to read. I want you to turn to the book of Deuteronomy, if you don't mind. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter, I'm starting to rush my words. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 13 and 14. I want to welcome the audience around the world today. Glad that you joined us. Thank you. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 13 and 14. He made him ride in the heights of the earth that he might eat the produce of the fields. He made him draw honey from the rock. Isn't that great expression? Honey from the rock. Doesn't get sweeter than that. And oil from the flinty rock. Curds from the cattle. And milk of the flocks. With fat of lambs. And rams of the breed of Bashan. Goats with the choicest wheat. And you drank wine, the blood of the grapes. Listen to this. This seems a bit too hard to believe. I know, but it's true. God said to his people in the Bible, if they followed his ways and if they kept close to him and if they kept his commandments, they would be the most blessed people on the face of the earth. And even though a lot of things have changed today, the principles still apply. The closer you keep to the original, the better you're going to be. You're going to be eating honey out of the rock. I want you to notice another text. Come back to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 13. Have you got it? It says, and the Lord will make you, what does it say? He's going to make you the head. He's going to make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. God says, the closer you come to him and the closer you come to doing the will of God, the better you're going to be. You're going to be eating Honey out of the rock. The Bible says you're going to be the head and you're not going to be the tail. In fact, you're going to be on top, even if you're down under. Have you seen this map? Uh, New Zealanders uh, invented this map and it turns the world upside down. Have you seen this map before? 
This is the real map. <laughs> you Americans have just been deceived for so long. This is how it really is. And as David pointed out to me today, on this map, which was worked out by the New Zealanders, it's not even Australia that's on top of the world or New Zealand. Bless your heart. It's Chile. <laughs> Somebody said, but of course, that's absolutely ridiculous. But did you know in, in space, there's no such thing as north, south, east and west, is there now? And so this person, just having a little bit of fun, turned the world upside down. The topic is on top when you're down under. God, now this is a truth that I want you to get down into the molecules of your mind. God will bless you in proportion to your conformity to the will of God. God will bless you in proportion to your conformity to the will of God. You are saved. Now, we're talking now about salvation. You are saved by grace through faith alone. You are not saved by your works. You are not saved by keeping the commandments of God. This is what the Bible teaches in Ephesians chapter 2 and other passages. But listen, listen. There's another side to the coin. Salvation is by grace, but prosperity is the fruitage of obedience to good principles, including health. And the closer you approximate the will of God, the blesser, the more blessed, the more fruitful, the more healthful you are going to be. I'm going to say something which is totally politically incorrect. <laughs> but I sort of don't mind being politically incorrect because I really am. This is true. I've traveled the world. I've gone around it many, many times. Gone to so many countries. The best countries in the world. Oh, somebody says you can't say one country is better than another. Oh, you, oh, you can't? Try going and living in some countries. Why do you think people by the millions are trying to get into America and are trying to break down the doors. Would you like to know why? It's better here. <laughs> there are some countries where it's better and some countries are a living hell. I've been to those countries. That may be politically incorrect, but it is correct. The countries that came, this is the most of all political incorrectness, the countries that came out originated in the Protestant Reformation became the best countries in which to live. That's not because the people were intrinsically better, but because the people were following better principles. That's why people are breaking down the, the walls to get into America and some other countries. Let me give you a few facts about Australia, the land of my birth. And if it seems today that I am boasting, um, it's possibly because I am. But Americans will understand one boaster <laughs> to another. Okay, we can have a little bit of fun. 
Australia was discovered and claimed by Britain in 1770. It was discovered by Captain James Cook of Her Majesty's ship, the Endeavour. He discovered a large, desolate place of three million square miles, as big as the United States, the continental USA, inhabited by different tribes of Aborigines. There were no towns, no cities, no buildings, no roads, no written language, no cattle, no sheep, no goats, no horses, but millions of kangaroos and koala bears. Previously, it had been discovered by the Dutch who called it New Holland, though it certainly didn't look like Holland. The American experience and the Australian experience, uh, they're quite similar. America and the Indians is quite similar to Australia and the Aborigines. And the whites did some very bad things. The early English in Australia, because we were descended from the English, they did some bad things to the Aborigines, and Australia has been doing penance ever since. With billions and billions and billions of dollars in aid. But I'm sorry to tell you, you do not solve some problems by throwing money at the problems. As Americans have discovered that we have poured tens of trillions of dollars into the inner city since the days of LBJ. And there is more crime today in America than before the invention of the great society. So money is not the solution to all of our problems. Who were the early settlers of the land down under? Well, they were convicts and soldiers and officers, and government officials, and chaplains. One of the first buildings they put up after they landed in Sydney Cove was a church. And the convicts got a healthy dose of religion between the lashes. And so they would be lashed for next to nothing, and then they would have prayers said over their heads. So the early Australians got lashings and prayers, which is one of the reasons so many Australians are somewhat anti-establishment and distrust churches and big titles and officials. <laughs> Australia, however, in spite of all her deficiencies, was based on Christian principles. It was not established as a Muslim country or as a Hindu country. One of the leaders of Australia a number of years ago said to those people who had immigrated to Australia and who were trying to destroy the place and impose upon the Australians Sharia law. The law of the Quran. He said, pardon me. When you come to Australia, 
You have many rights. You have the right of freedom of religion and freedom of speech. You can criticize the government all day long until the cows come home. He said, you have many, many freedoms, but remember this. This country was based on Christian principles, not on the teachings of Muhammad. So he said, we extend to you a warm welcome. You are welcome here. And you have many rights. And there's another right you have. If you don't, don't like it here, you have the right to leave. The right to leave. And of course, that was politically incorrect, but he told the truth. Australia was based on Christian principles. Today, it's only a little country in population, but it is the 12th largest economy in the world. And the Economist magazine that everybody who wants to know anything reads, the Economist magazine says it has had the best economy in the world for the last 20 years. But success in material things is not enough. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word uh, that proceeds uh, out, of the mouth of the God, uh, out of the mouth of God. And you can make a country tremendously prosperous, and that country can still go to hell. Do you understand what I'm talking about here today? There are things more important than a booming economy. But when we look at the economy in Australia today, one is forced to say one can succeed in spite of your background. You should never let the past hold you back. I'd be proud to say... My great-great-great-grandfather was a convict, like my friend Graham Bradford was proud of saying. He said, one of my ancestors came out in the first fleet. One of my ancestors was a convict. I can't say that, and I regret it. <laughs> my folks came out long after the convicts. They came from England and Ireland. The early Australians were largely a Christian people who feared God and who believed in hard work. When I was brought up in Australia, even though it was fast becoming a secular nation, I was taught up to fear God and respect God. To love God and to love my country and to honor the king. I was brought up with patriotism, but with the Bible. My earliest days were being taught from the Word of God. When I went to state school, listen to this, can you believe this, my American friends? When I went to state school, as a little boy, the first thing we did was the headmaster, Mr. Conroy, would say, before we start this day, we will have a text from the Bible. And we were taught a text, and we didn't learn it, we'd get a beating. And then he would say, let us pray to the great God who made us. And he would say the prayer in Jesus' name. In the name of our Lord and our Savior. Even today, 
pastors go to state schools and teach the Bible. It is a part of our culture. I was brought up believing in hard work. I have no sympathy for lazy people. The Bible says if a person will not work, it doesn't say can't work, but if a person will not work, neither should he eat. And if we let lazy people starve for a little bit, they might reform their morals. So I was brought up in a society that believed in the Bible and believed in hard work. Just because you're down under doesn't mean you can't be on top. Do not let the past hold you back. You all know of Dr. Ben Carson, one of the most famous doctors in the world, the famous neurosurgeon from John Hopkins University. I heard Dr. Carson, he's getting this wonderful, wonderful gift from President George Bush. He said this, my ancestors in America were slaves, but I'm not going to let my past determine who I am. You hear what I'm saying? I don't care if your ancestor was a slave or a convict. That does not define who you are. I am defined by my relationship to God and to my brothers and my sisters. You hear what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter where you came from or whether your ancestor was a convict. Indulge me, I want to give you some more facts about Australia. Paul said, bear with me in my boastings. <laughs> Second Corinthians 11, verse 18. I'm going to read this text because it justifies my conduct at present. Paul says, seeing that many boast, according to the flesh, oops, I also will boast. And so I'm going to ask my, now the Australians watching this program will be saying uh, amen and amen but I'm talking here today to my friends in America, this land that I love. Let me share with you a few facts about the land down under. It is a big country, three million square miles, but it has a small population of 25 million people. The size of three million square miles makes it the biggest island under God's blue sky and the smallest inhabitant. If you... Notice on the screen, here we've got it. There you've got Australia. You can work it out very, very plainly. And there in the yellow, you have the United States of America. People say, no, no, no. <laughs> they say, we never, never knew this. When I went to Texas, the Texans told me that Texas was bigger than Australia. <laughs> God bless them. That's patriotism, folks. That's... That's, that's really good. But if you fly, say, from Perth over here, right across Sydney, it's like flying from uh, Los Angeles to New York. Once you go to Australia, you seem to be able to drive forever without seeing anybody. 25, America has 330 million people in the same size that Australia has 25 million. People have often said to me, 
What's the climate like in Australia? Oh, you want to know what the climate's like? What part of Australia? Because if you go to the far north in Australia, and I've been there, you have the tropics. Everything is upside down. In the south, it's cold, but in the north, you have the tropics with water buffalo and salt water crocodiles that we call uh, salties. Somebody came to me before and said, look at this giant alligator that they caught down in Florida. Oh, dear. 700 pounds. Oh, dear. This crocodile was caught when I was over there recently. I was not there. This is in the Northern Territory, more than 1,000 miles from where I was. But this monster was 18 feet 3 inches long and weighed more than a ton. About four times bigger than a big Florida alligator. This wide at the shoulders can run almost as fast as a horse when he gets up on those legs for just a little bit. With a great intelligence, he stalks his prey. So that is in the Northern Territory. Water buffalo and the salties. In the south, in wintertime, there are mountains which are deluged with snow. There is more snow on the southern Alps in wintertime than in all of Switzerland. What does that prove? That Switzerland is just a little country. <laughs> but there is a lot of snow. I've seen it when you can't see the tops of the telegraph poles that are 30 feet high. The poles just sticking out the top. And so in a good winter... There's lots of snow. It is a wealthy country, like the great United States of America that I love, and the countries that came out of the Protestant Reformation. Australia has been blessed with freedom and prosperity. It is still riding the wave. Now, a lot of people don't understand this. Let me show you the wave. The world was in the dark ages, in poverty, no freedom, no liberty. People say, no, this is not politically correct. This is not true. No, it is true. It is true. Go, please. Become intelligent with history. Then there came the Protestant reformers, Martin Luther and co. And they preached the true gospel of Christ and they preached the Bible. And this brought upon the world the great wave of freedom. If the Protestant Reformation had not been carried out by the great people like Martin Luther, there would have been no America, no Canada, no Great Britain. Why do you think the people from this area, the Dark Ages, the Church of the Dark Ages, why are they trying to get into Australia? Why are they trying to get into America? Please be honest because it's better here, because the Protestant Reformation gave birth, my friend, to the great democracies. And unless you have this great Reformation, you don't have the great democracies. And the great democracies 
brought about an era of freedom. And today, even though the wave is greatly, greatly diminished, we're still riding a little bit of the wave. And that is why America is still prosperous. There are two countries, not ashamed to say it, very close to my heart. I love England. My ancestors came from England. I love royalty. It's part of me. Born with it. Used to sing God Save the King every morning at school. But the two countries closest to my heart, Australia and the United States of America, they were founded on the same great principles, Christian principles. We were not founded on the Quran. Don't listen to the lies where people tell us that the founding fathers of this country were atheists. That's a lie. Lie, lie, lie. George Washington said it's impossible to govern a nation without God and the Bible. So don't let people put you down. I have great love for America. I have great love for the land of my birth. I have two passports. I'm blessed to call both countries home. I have been blessed to live in places where people read and believe the Bible, where I was taught to fear God and to work hard. <laughs> now we're going to have a little pause, but I'm going to be back with more amazing truths from the land down under. How can you be on top even when your grandfather was a slave or a convict? Stay with us. The word began in a village. Churches and schools sprang up and multiplied, reaching into the city. Great truths revealed to the people of Papua New Guinea, changing thousands of lives. Our eyes are going to be opened to the discovery of amazing truths. The greatest truth in the Bible, it is the truth that God loves you. It has completely changed my life and I'm going to be baptized this Sabbath. Pastor Kata has put something in my heart that I will never forget. Thank you, Pastor Kata, for your program. It has changed my life completely. John Carter's Great Truths Revealed was recorded live from Papua New Guinea. Experience the miracles in this 21 DVD series for a gift of $150 US or $210 Australian. To order, visit our website or call. Greater Manila is more than 20 million souls. Almost all these beautiful people are ignorant of the true gospel of Christ. Manila needs Jesus. 35 years ago, John Carter came to Manila. Pastor Carter is returning to Manila with an urgent assignment. Preach the gospel of Christ and the great truths of the Bible. Don't water down the message. Make it plain, make it clear, make it Christ-centered. 
The Carter Report needs your help now to light a fire in the Philippines. Your gift will help open the doors of bondage, smash the chains of sin, and open the gates of paradise to thousands of lost souls. The churches have sent out an urgent plea for the Carter Report to return. Help us proclaim the true gospel of Christ to the beautiful Filipino people. Please send your support to the address on the screen, visit our website, or call the Carter Report. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.